Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show, where we preview this season's Irish Cup final in the company of Sean Ward from Crusaders and the Balnamaller goalkeeper, John Connolly. Sean, John, you're very welcome. Bingo, good to see you. We're obviously going to preview the Irish Cup final, which we're very excited about. But before all that, I think we'll start, Sean, with last night and what went wrong. Um, it was just basic errors. Um, I think probably unprofessionally everybody's got their eye on, on the Cup final. Um, the managers give many players opportunities to stake claims for it. Um, and we didn't play well. We gifted Korean goals and, and we get we get punished and we didn't score. So disappointed all round, but at the same time it won't take our eye off, off the cup final, which will be the, the, the biggest spectacle of, of the year for us, um, and everything now goes towards preparing for it. In terms of, of your own career, I mean you've won league, league championships with, with the Glens, with the Blues, you went to Crusaders to win a title, you won a title this season, it must be difficult seeing the Blues get their hands in the Gibson Cup. Yeah, it's, it's selfishly, you don't want anybody to win the league unless it's yourself, and, and we're all extremely disappointed but Crusaders have built themselves to a team into a place now where they are going for league championships and they're going for competitions and trophies that, that we face next next week so we're hugely disappointed I've seen players say that, that players aren't affected as much when they lose at Crusaders as they are at Linfield and, and I've experienced both changing rooms and, and it can't be further from the truth you know when you look at boys reflecting on their own performances this year you know that they, they know when they accept that it's not good enough and then they know that next year it must be much, much better. Can I ask you, at the start of the season, we spoke an awful lot about this full-time football model and how it was going to affect Crusaders. And you've got a full-time job and you're training. Some of the boys are going in there and training two, three times a week, and then you boys are turning up on a Tuesday and a Thursday night and whatever. What is the balance like in the dressing room whenever you have someone who's maybe knocking their pan in five shifts a week or whatever it is, and then you pop up to... To uh, two shifts in an evening and then start on a Saturday. That must have imbalance in the team somewhere. It has to. No, no, it, it, it honestly doesn't. It honestly doesn't. I think it, that those that, when the model was put together, and it's, and it's a super model, it's a fantastic model that loads of other clubs are now trying to go down that route. This year is going to be a readjustment process because a lot of boys, yes, have come back from England and are used to the full-time game. Some boys aren't. Um, the likes of Billy Joe Burns hasn't been a full... Well, he was a full-time player at, at Linfield, but it's a readjustment period where they have to balance their recovery. And, uh, and when you look at me, it's not just that I rock down on a Tuesday and a Thursday night. You know, I control what I can control and, and uh, you know, my rest and recovery is a part of that. And John will know everything about that when we, we get into the twilight years of our careers. Preparation is everything, and you try to control everything that you can, and that's the rest and recovery, how you eat, how you diet, you know, the things that you put into your body. And, you know, I'm doing that, um, and, and boys recognise that and they appreciate that. And at the same time, I am a bit older than them, and they know that with natural age progression, you know, things do take a wee bit longer to, to manage. Um, but the fact that I'm doing less than others, um, in fact, I'm probably doing more than them. So it's, it's certainly not an issue in that regard. It's just a readjustment process of being full-time. You mentioned the twilight years of, of your career. I know you've got another year in your contract. How long are you hoping to go on and play for? Um, for as long as I can. Uh, I, I love the opportunity of, of being a part of a changing room. Changing rooms are very unique places. I love the harshness of the changing room. I love the fun, the enjoyment. And for as long as I feel I'm able to, I'll play for as long as I can. And it's, it's certainly not any time soon that I'll think of, of hanging them up. 
Sean's a unique character because he's won titles at Glantorn, Linfield Crusaders. There's not too many people can say that. Sean, what was it like for you leaving the Glens to go to the Blues? Because at that point, it didn't happen that often. And then, of course, it did with other players that, um, of your era. But for you, what was it like? Um, it, it, was, it was difficult because I actually left on my testimonial year. And it just, just got to a point where I just felt that, that, that I needed and wanted a change. Um, I had incredible years at Glentorn, met incredible people, but we left, we, we won the Irish Cup here, we stopped Kevinville from doing the, the double, the treble. Um, so in a way it was a, it was a good way to, to go out. I know it wasn't very well received, but for my own career and, and my own progression, uh, I was glad that I did make the move, but I had great times at Glentorn, it was a fantastic club. Was it easier to leave in numbers because you weren't the only one to go that season? Um, well, Andy obviously went, and Andy was out of contract. I, I'd still another year left, and then obviously Jimmy Kelleher came. And, and I think if you compare the careers that, that we've maybe had from leaving in a purely footballing perspective, um, and that's what it was, a purely footballing perspective, um, it was the right move. You've done all right. Let's be honest about <laughs> it. You've won titles. In terms of the cup, though, the cup final, I'm interested to know about the, the feelings inside the dressing room at the moment, because... It's fair to say, Sean, that Crusaders aren't getting results at the moment. And people always talk about momentum. You don't have that momentum at present going into a cup final. So is there concern amongst the players and Stephen Baxter about that? No, because you look at everything. Um, and you can say the same for Bonamard. They don't have the momentum that maybe that we don't have either. We haven't won our last number of games. Bonamard haven't won their last number of games. But ultimately, it's a one-off occasion here. It is, is the biggest day of, of the footballing calendar year the league will always be number one but but this day is is the day of the calendar year um, so yes we have chats about it we, we talk about performances aren't good enough but ultimately we will prepare as much as we can we will control everything that we can to prepare for going out to win an Irish Cup final. It's quite amazing that it's been 10 years since the Crews have won the Irish Cup. In fact, the last time they won was against Cliftonville and you were the keeper on that particular day. How heavy how heavy a heart do you have when you think back to that day, John? Yeah, it still, uh, still wrangles because it was a, it's a North Belfast derby. You know, it's a big game, um, a big crowd here and everything on the day. And and I think, to be fair, I think we could have been still here today and we were, we were never going to score on that day. But uh, yeah, it still wrangles, but it's gone now I'm looking forward to 4th of May and going out, out there and representing Balna You're 42 years of age you're in some shape um, and I suppose at the start of this season be honest you never thought you would have had an Irish Cup final to look forward to at the end of this season? No definitely not I think even around around Christmas time or around when the first round of the Irish Cup came the Irish Cup final was the last kind of thing on your mind you know we were we were struggling to try and make the top six and uh, um, so in terms of the Irish Cup final it was nowhere nowhere in your in your thoughts so so what changed because you know obviously dropping out of the, the, the Premier League and then um, into the Championship I would have thought obviously with everything going on with Lauren that you guys would have at least been in second spot trying to get um, the playoff to get back up and it was a, it was a despicable start of the season uh, what, what, what changed then obviously Harry McConkey has his way and we'll get on to Harry in a second but why was the start so bad I don't know to be honest um I mean, we got off to a good start in terms of the opening day of the season. We had a 3-0 win, and you thought then, right, we'll, we'll build on this. And then just things just went against us. We were losing games by the odd goal, a deflected goal or whatever, and we had a few injuries and that. Um, 
and then we went down to Loch Gall, a miserable day, and it was two each in the last minute, and I've mentioned it a few times, Chris Kelly cleared one off the line with his head, he put his head on the boy's foot, don't know how he cleared it to this day, and that was it, then we went on a run from there. Harry McConkey, we've, we've had him on the show. We love Harry, you, good Bigo, friend of mine. Bigo's a massive fan, and he's such a nice guy. Um, but let's talk about the cup run that you've been on, and obviously you've gone to penalties and you've played your part um, in the semi-final and of course before that against Tengannon. Um, he has a way of setting a team up and he looks specifically at the, the opposition and I would say he's done his homework well and truly on Crusaders and you've been working in the weeks leading up to this moment for this day. I mean, just talk us through him as a person and how he gets the best out of his players because since that moment, I mean, your season's turned around. Well, as a, as, a, as a person, as a man, he's, he's brilliant. You know, the way he speaks to you and everything, he speaks to you like a, like a human being. Um, his preparation is, I've never come across preparation like it before in X amount of years playing football. Um, I could probably tell you what Sean had for his breakfast this morning. <laughs> um, but no, his, his preparation is, is brilliant. As I said, our, our build-up to every game starts on a Monday where we get certain messages right throughout the week on the team that we're playing. Um, video analysis, everything. I mean, the boys will tell you that the amount of the amount of stuff we get is is frightening. Would you take a penalty shootout in the final now, John? Yes. And would you fancy yourself to save a few like you did against Dungannon and Warren Point? Yes. What What's it like being a goalkeeper in that situation? You know, because players will tell you their nerves are shot to pieces when they're doing that walk up to take the penalty. But as a goalkeeper, how do you feel? Oh, it's great. Love it. Um, I think, uh, just looking at it there yesterday, I think I would, uh, the last four shootouts I've had of first one saved two, second one saved two, Dungannon in this year, they, they missed, saved one, they missed three in total, and then obviously the semi-final saved an important one as well. So yeah, look, if it, if it goes to penalties, I look forward to it, and hopefully you know, we can win it in 90 minutes. W- would you know where the Crusaders players are going to put their penalties? Would, you know, <laughs> he, he won't know where I put mine. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, you not not in the not in the build-up, obviously, but th- th- there's like, I've got a technique on terms of from from they from they set off from the halfway line. I've got a technique that you know has 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 played its part so far. So let's see what happens. And as Pete said, you're 42 now. Like Sean, you've had a fantastic career. What keeps you going, John? Because you've just signed a new one-year contract. You and Richard Clark, another hero for Ballon Mallard. So what keeps you going? The thought of shopping on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. um, no, it's, it's it's the it's the enjoyment. I still enjoy it. I, st- I, I enjoy training as well. And I think whenever that goes, then you know yourself that's that's time to stop. You know, but I do enjoy training. Um, trying, you know, the thought about full time there. I try maybe four or five times a week. Um, so I enjoy all that part of it as well. I enjoy the build up the games and obviously enjoy the game. So as long as I'm still doing that, then I'll I'll keep going. Talking about the build up to to a game and then it comes to the cup final and I suppose both managers will be to say and you know treat it like any other game but it's a bit different whenever you're out there suited and booted have you been for your suits yet mm-hmm. yeah all, all yeah. good to go no white suits we always look for a white no, suit no, no. <laughs> <laughs> always think back and to Liverpool I, I, I suits white suits now granted they got slagged um, something shocking for them but but whenever it comes the cup final will always be different so how do you just go about just playing your normal game whenever you do have all the razzmatazz that's around it um, I th- I'm not going to say I don't get nervous before games, but 
you know, we have an opportunity to play there which so many people just dream of and you have to really embrace it and take it in and, and feel very lucky and blessed that you have the opportunity to be there. Um, whether you're in the starting exile or, or you're in the squad or, or in the team or you, you, these are wonderful occasions that can pass you by so so quickly and and you've just you've just got to try and focus on the first things that you do your first pass your first header your first tackle hope that it goes well um, and then just gradually see yourself into a game but they're, they're incredible days this this new stadium that we have here just adds to it um, I, I just can't wait for it. You're a school teacher, Sean. Do your pupils slag you off on a Monday if you've lost or congratulate you if you win? Obviously, they'll be aware that you're about to play in a big cup final. Well, some Mondays I'm very close to lifting the phone and phoning in sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah they, they, they are aware of it. Um, and it's good that they're aware of it. Um, I, I work in, in Craig Avon and a lot of them would be you know, Glen Avon fans and some Portadown fans. and, and but it's good. It, it's a way of building good, positive relationships with young people, and, and and as John says, you know they're human beings. And sometimes, as a school teacher, you don't always have that informal method. And and, and football is a massive avenue for us to, to just have conversation. Crusaders have a lot of experienced players in their lineup. Pete um, Ball and Mallard have only really got two that I would say have played in a cup final before yourself and Richard Clark. So your experience could be vital in the build-up to this, John. I would have thought. Yeah, well, we, I was asked the other day actually in an, inter- in an interview about it and about the young lads and, that, and as Sean they said what I, what I would say to them is embrace it because it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity for them and it's a, it's a great day out um, you're talking about how do you treat it differently and all that it will be the it'll be the same build up for us because we do on a Saturday morning we all meet up early and we go to the hotels every Saturday morning uh, for pre-match and everything so our build up will be the same um, but that's the main kind of thing to get across to the young lads is to enjoy it and embrace it and enjoy the whole build-up to it as well and the whole kind of razzmatazz that goes with the, with the cup final. And would it be fair to say that all the pressure's on the crews because perhaps people aren't expecting Ballon Mallard to, to, to pose a big threat? Would that be fair enough? question, listen, 95% of the people who have any interest in Irish League football will be expecting Crusaders not only to beat Ballon Mallard but to beat them well. And when you look at the Crusaders team, Paul Heatley, Jordan Owens, David Cushley, the attacking options that they have are phenomenal. Three of the best Irish League players over the past 10 years. So I'm not surprised that people <laughs> will be thinking about that. But Ball and Mallard have got a puncher's chance. They really do. Because of the preparation of Harry McConkey, because of people like John, because of people like Richard Clark, who I think is going to be inspired on that cup final day. He's got Crusaders connections, of course. But I tipped the crews at the start of the season. No, you're not gonna, you're not gonna I, back I'm, down I'm now. I'm not going out, but I will say this, if it goes to penalties, I fancy Ballon Mallard. With all that in mind, and the expectation, and the preparation of Harry McConkie, which Jonas alluded to, how does that make you feel sitting in that chair? We prepare to. We're as thorough and as meticulous as any team can be. We. We know that, yeah, we're, we are going in as favourites, but we're favourites in most games that we play this year. We know that most people want the shock. They want Ballinamar to win. Most people want the Korean to win the league last year. It's a huge day for everybody. And if we don't perform, Ballinamar have every chance of beating us. And we know that. And we're driven 
by the fact that we have an opportunity to win the Irish Cup that we haven't done in 10 years and we're driven by the fact that we are the Premier League team playing the Championship team. We're a team littered with Irish League professionals who are so focused and determined, who have never won Irish Cup winner, winners' medals. Um, you can't let it pass you by. And Ballon Mallard will have the exact same attitude as I do. You can't let it pass you by and you've got to go out and you've just got to control everything that you can and leave everything out there. And, and if we do that, um, yeah, I'm confident that, that, that we can win. If that doesn't lift the Crusaders' press, I don't know what will. John, any thoughts there, mate? No, I mean, it, it, people, people are saying that the pressure is on Crusaders, but as, he, as Sean, I don't, I don't buy into the fact that that's going to affect them as a, as a squad of players because they've got, they've got so many experienced players throughout the team who are, are used to winning and everything. So that, that, I don't buy into all of that kind of stuff. The, on the day, if we're hoping that we, we'll perform to the best of our ability and we're confident enough that if we, if we can do that, we'll, we have a chance of winning. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM into this weekend's fixtures. Um, and it's all heating up in, in the race for that playoff position. And the Glens are at home, the Institute. And what a game that'll be. What a huge game that is for Glen Torn Football Club. When Mick McDermott came in, Mick was all about getting seventh place and um, reaching the European playoffs. And to be fair to him, they've gone unbeaten since he took over as manager. So you've got to give credit. I know I've, I've criticised Glen Torn for the way they've treated Gary Smith and Paul Lehman, but um, fair play to Mick McDermott because they're still unbeaten. Um, they got a big result, 2-2, at home to Warren Point. They were um, behind twice in that game, Pete. Now, if they beat or avoid defeat against Institute, um, they'll finish in seventh and um, make the playoffs. If they lose, though, um, they finish eighth below Institute and that would mean they wouldn't make the playoffs because it has to be the seventh place team and Institute aren't going to go into Europe. As we record this, we're, we're still no further on with regards to this takeover, are we? Well, I think it is moving slowly but surely towards a conclusion and um, my understanding is the shareholders will um, agree to the takeover in time. Um, although, listen, as I've said often about Glen Torn, don't count your cock and hands where they're concerned because you just never know. But in terms of the football match, um, I think we've got to give Institute immense credit. They've lost their manager. They've lost their top scorer this season in Paddy McLaughlin and Michael McCrudden, respectively. And they're going for seventh place in the Irish League after being promoted last season. That is a phenomenal effort. And those players and the staff, and they've now got John Quiggan as the manager, deserve immense credit. I think, though, Glen Torn, there will be a good crowd at the Oval. I think Glen Torn will win on Saturday and um, clinch seventh place. And in the playoffs, as these boys will tell you, anything can, can happen. So I'm going to go Glen Torn to win 2-1. Sean? Um, I think Institute have been superb this year. Um, they've, they've come in with a, a way of playing and they've stuck to it. Um, something probably Paul Key always injected into, into, into the squad. So they've had a fantastic season. I think probably just the, the little bit more impetus that Glentorn have that what they can get after the result and, and what they can work towards. Um, I probably think Glentorn will probably just edge it. All right, John. Again, Institute have been have been brilliant. Some of the football they play is is fantastic. Um, but on coming towards Saturday at the O, I can I can just see the Glens and Nick, and I think there's just that little carrot there dangling for them to to get that European playoff spot. 
Okay, Clan Abbott at home to Cliftonville, and um, Cliftonville were comprehensively beaten here last night. Well, they were, but um, again, like they've been on a superb run under Paddy McLaughlin. Just I was at the match between Linfield and Cliftonville, and Jordan Stewart was dazzling. I don't think any team in the Irish League could have stopped him. He was sensational. Um, so Cliftonville will now look to the playoffs. Glenavon, they've been in brilliant form, but they'll be disappointed that they missed out, obviously, on finishing second. They lost to Ballymena. But that's going to be a great game of football, and a lot of people would probably tell you that's the likely playoff final. So this could be a dress rehearsal. I think it's a draw written all over it, to be honest, Pete. I think it could be 2-2. It'll be entertaining, that's for sure. John? Yeah, actually, I think it, it could be a high-scoring draw, that one. Um, Glenavon haven't been the best at home this season, surprisingly. Um, Clifton have done reasonably well since Paddy has taken over, so maybe see a 2-2 draw as well. You've played for both clubs, of course, John. So um, how much would it mean for either, either of them to get into Europe? I think, I think for every club now in the Euros, they, to get to Europe is, a, is such a big, a big thing. Um, obviously, Clifton over the last kind of number of years have, have based their kind of success on getting, making sure to get into Europe. I think it's a, it's a big car for them to, to try and get there again. Score prediction, Sean? Um, I, I think, again, two very score-high two high-scoring games. Um, Clemville have done very well under Paddy McLaughlin. Gary Hamilton's always had teams that, that score goals, and I think they'd probably land Avenal it. Okay. Warren pointed from the yards, and has Feeney's master plan got them out of jail? It looks that way, and we have to give credit to Warren Feeney because Ards looked out in their feet a few weeks ago, and they've got back-to-back wins. Hugely important. It's not over yet, though, Pete. There's three points between Newry and Ards. Ards have got a better goal difference by four, so there could still be a turnaround on the final day, although Newry will have to beat Dungannon, and that is not guaranteed. I think Warren Point will beat Ards. I think Warren Point are a better team than Ards. I think they've got their mojo back after a dodgy run after losing to Balna Mallard. I think that knocked their season for six, but... Um, there are signs that they're coming back. And I have to um, say a word about Danny Wallace, centre-back, left-back. He, he, sometimes he, he goes forward like France Beckenbauer. He is the most improved player in the Irish League for me this season. Warren points Danny Wallace. Absolutely brilliant he's been this season. And um, uh, knowing him, I think he might fancy finishing the season on a high. I'm going to go 2-1 to Warren Point, and then Ards will be waiting on the other scoreline from Neary. John? It's a tough one to call actually. Ards have done really well, especially the last couple of games. I think kept two clean sheets as well, which coming into a, a run in like this is vital. Um, yeah, I can see Ards maybe going there and getting a getting a draw at least. Um, and then if they get, if they get the get draw, draw, they're certain to stay up. That's enough for them to stay up then, yeah. Because um, at one point they've kind of been hit and miss since, the, since we beat them in the semi-final. So yeah, I can see them getting a draw there. Yeah, um, I, I worked with Bourne when, when he was the Linfield manager here and I can just imagine what he brings to the changing room and the excitement and the energy that he brings and they have so much to play for and, and this he's, he's came home from England to take this job with the, the ultimate goal to keep Ards in the Premier League um, and I think the players have responded tremendously well to him so I, so I think that, that on the balance of, of what both teams are playing for, um, I think that Ards will, Ards will take that game. Hey, you mentioned what he what he brings to the dressing room. Just how does he compare the likes of Stephen Baxter and you, you know, you've played under some great managers and Roy Coyle and DJ and but I mean they're all different in their own ways. But what has he got? He used to cook for us on a Thursday night. 
Fino did. Fino used to bring in a slow cooker, <laughs> threw it all together, and we, we we all had together on a Thursday night. Warren Warren was uh, Warren's training was excellent. Very very high intensity. He had Andy Todd with him, um, and he's just such a very very good personality. Um, he's just an, an infectious personality. Great character. Great fun. Great energy. Um, and I, I can I can just I can't not see the Irish players respond from him. Was he a good cook? He was good, yes. He was good. What did he cook you? Bangers and mice. That was his. That was his. Uh, his Thursday night favourite. <laughs> didn't, didn't change much, but yeah, he did. Uh, uh, maybe it's improved a wee bit now, but yeah, well, great character. Uh, Newry at home um, to Dungana, and it's a must-win for Newry. Well, it is, but I fear for Newry. Um, I really do. It would be sad for them to go down straight away after the incredible journey they've been on to get themselves into the top flight. But the truth is, they just haven't done the business in the last few games. And I don't think Dungannon will go there and lose. I, I think Dungannon could have got a point against ours. I think it'll be 1-1 and um, Newry will be down. And I know that will disappoint you as well, John, because you've got connections there too. So, But I fear that Newry, for all that they've brought to the league, and I like Darren Mullen and his players are a good bunch of lads, but I think they'll be relegated come Saturday. Sean? Yeah, I think that, that, that Newry have, have, have found it tough this year and the league's been very competitive this year. They, they've struggled for goals. I can remember playing them down there just, just after Christmas, I think it was, and, and they were excellent. The, their football was really, really good. I just think they lacked that end product um, and they weren't scoring. And I think ultimately it's maybe come back to bite them and that's where they've struggled most. Um, I would love to... Uh, I don't want to relegate anybody. Um, but I'll go for a draw there. How much are you looking forward to playing against Lauren next season? Well, we've, we've played against them this year. Um, beat them? Beat them. Beat them well. But what they have done for Irish League football as, as a whole, not just in the championship, but what they've done for the, for the league and how people have, have, have rallied around them. Um, I, I think the Irish League is in a really, really strong place right now and I think that the likes of Lauren and what they bring is only adding to that and I can see that the league is only going to get stronger and stronger and stronger and, and everybody's fighting for Europe and everybody wants the financial benefits that Europe brings. They have that probably little bit of a safety blanket whether they, they say it or they don't but what they've brought to the league is, is incredible. The, the, the pitch is superb, the infrastructure is superb. Will they compete for the league title next season? Um, I think they need to sign a couple of players, but they have players there that are certainly capable of winning league championships, yeah. So they're definitely a threat. All right. Yuri down to the weekend? Um, it's going to be tough for them to get out of it. Um, I echo what Sean said there. I think they're, they're, the big stumbling block for them has been scoring goals. I felt a couple of weeks ago when they beat Ards, I thought that would have given them the, the momentum, and then they, I think they followed up by beating more on point. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have given them the momentum there to, to, you know, to, to get themselves into, into the playoff spot, but... Um, last two games have been obviously difficult and, and disappointing for them. Um, I'd love to see them to get out of it. Um, if, I know a lot of the players and have connections around the club and a lot of people around the club. So it would be great for them to get into the playoff spot, but I think it's going to be going to be very difficult. Even even Saturday, can even see Dungannon going there and getting a win. And it's worth pointing out, by the way, Pete, that um, if Ards do go into the playoff, it's no gimme that they're going to beat Cardiff or Cardiff Carrick or Portadown. Do you think Carrick or Portadown would have a shot against them, John? You've played against both. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, Portadown, Portadown, actually, you know, a very good football inside this year. They play, they try and play the right way. Um, they've got big game players as well, and in, in the likes of Kenneth, 
Braniff and everything. So it'll, it'll not be easy for them going to Carrick, but and getting a getting a result. The the pitch at Carrick is not the best we played there two weeks ago, and it's the grass was long, it was bobbly and everything. There was sand everywhere as well. So part down, I'm not like going to play on that. So I mean, the playoff there will be it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top there. Uh, Corian at home to the Blues, and uh, I mean Corian's season's been a bit like yourselves. It's been a bit up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool now don't have the pressure of going for a league championship. Now they can relax. They they had a very disappointing result against Glenavon. They backed it up, made things right last night against Clevenville. So. Linfield have a big, big squad, littered with quality footballers. But so do, so do Korean. Korean were missing a few last night. They came in and then they had a great result against us. But I still think Linfield probably would just have too much for them. Pick up. David Healy won't be playing his strongest team, that's for sure. Um, uh, he suggested last night that Jordan Stewart wouldn't be playing, so I'm sure the Korean defenders will be pleased about that. Um, uh, and that's all down to bookings and, and that and, yeah, and carrying he, over the next season. Uh, David was saying that Jordan, or uh, yeah, he's got one more. If he gets one more booking, he misses the start of next season. That's correct. So um, uh, listen, we could talk all day about that particular rule. In terms of Korean, I thought it was crucial though for them to get a result against the Crews and key that Jimmy McGonagall got a hat trick because he's going to be a big player in the playoffs. I think they're a dangerous side in the playoffs because there's a lot of um, boys there who can turn up on a big occasion. They showed that last season in the Irish Cup final. So they'll be dangerous opponents in the playoffs. Against Linfield, though, um, I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll play out as a draw 1-1. It's a difficult one, really, because obviously Linfield had the, the league title wrapped up and everything and um, going there with kind of maybe rest players and that. But as Sean said, they've got a big squad, so whoever they bring in, they'll be quality players. Um, you see Cole Ryan maybe because of the, the playoffs and that, maybe pushing them that little bit harder just to try and keep that momentum going into the playoff. So maybe a cold line win. Uh, Balamina at home to the Crews. Balamina have secured second spot. Obviously, you guys were, were annoyed by that. And then you come into this particular game and I'm sure Stevie will, will rest players before the cup final. Crusaders win. <laughs> <laughs> Big well, o. We should congratulate Balamina on reaching Europe. Phenomenal achievement for David Jeffrey and his team. They have... Um, put it up to Linfield this season in the title race. They fell short, ultimately, but um, uh, finishing second has been no mean feat. When you look at the other teams in the league, like Crusaders, I think worth pointing out as well that I think Crusaders will be a far stronger outfit next season in the league. I think they're going to come far and back at it. I know Stephen Baxter's going to sign a few quality players, and I think the full-time football will help them next season. It's interesting that this season... You've been very good, Sean, in the knockout competitions. You've won the County Antrim Shield. Your favourites to win the Irish Cup. So I don't necessarily see this as a bad season for Crusaders, by the way. They could win two trophies, qualify for Europe. That's, that's pretty good going. Against Balamina, though, um, I think it's party time for Balamina. Um, and I think they'll probably win 2-1. I think it's the third time in their history they've finished second. That's right. They, they, they have, they've, they've had a really, really good season. Incredible. But, but I'm not surprised at that because David and Brian, the standards and the expectations that they bring are, are as high as they can get in Irish League football. John, final prediction? Um, I, I've got a goal with Balamina win because of, the, because of the cup final and everything the week after. Um, and what Balamina have done this year has, has been brilliant um, for them to finish second. And, and as you said, they pushed, pushed Linfield right up on the last couple of weeks. Um, so I, I'll go with Balamina win. And just in terms of your own game this, this weekend, I'm, I'm sure Harry will be resting a lot of boys. You play Lauren? 
Yeah, um, obviously learn league champions and, and that. So uh, it'll be it's a good game for us to finish off at home. Um, but I would imagine there'll be a, there'll be a few uh, boys rested in that for Saturday week. Can I just ask the Perrys one final question about the cup final? When you're walking out of the tunnel, what will you be thinking? Do you think about your family? Do you think about your teammates? Do you think about maybe lifting the cup at the end? You know. John, I'll throw that one to you first. What do you think will be in your mind when you walk out? Because it's a very special walk, that. Again, just embrace it. Um, not be thinking about anything during the game or anything like that. You'll be, just, you know, you'll be embracing the whole atmosphere um, and looking to enjoy it. Um, and that's it, really. John? It's, it's, a, it's a super day, it really is. It's, it's a special day. Um, it's probably just really concentrating on your own performances and trying to do the things that you can, trying to do them well, trying to do the firsts, every first that you can do, trying to do it well, trying to do it, keep it simple. Um, every, everybody's going for the end goal and that's to try and win a game of football and that's for both teams. So it's, but yeah, you, you have to enjoy days like this because they, if you don't enjoy them, um, they can pass you by very, very quickly. Good luck to both of you. Absolutely. You. Gentlemen, you know what? I think we're in for a cracking uh, Irish Cup final. I'm really looking forward to it. Good luck to you both and your teams and, uh, yeah, we'll see who um, who wins in the fifth. Um, and, uh, and that's it. Next week's show comes from the Ulster Footballer of the Year Awards. We'll talk to you then, but in the meantime, enjoy your football this weekend. Thanks for watching.